Well, again, welcome to Planning, Preparing, and Leading Your Team with Excellence. You know, we hear that word excellence a lot today. And um, maybe you're here because you feel like the person in the commercial. Uh, you don't want your team to be just okay. Uh, you don't even want your team or your ministry to be just good. You're looking for something to help your team be great. And uh, today, I hope you walk away encouraged and able to take at least one idea with you that you can begin to implement that will help your ministry excel to the next level. Vocabulary.com says excellence means greatness, the very best. Achieving excellence is never easy to do. Excellence is a quality that people really appreciate because it's so hard to find. Uh, we're going to talk today about what's in our worship toolbox uh, that can help our teams and in turn help our worship leading uh, be the best that it can be. I said my name's Scott Shaw and uh, I'm actually a worship pastor here in Columbus. I serve at Worthington Christian Church which is just on the north side up off of 23. If you're a Columbus native you might be familiar with that side of town. Um, grew up here in the Columbus area, spent some time in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina and um, around the country and my, my wife and kids and I moved back here uh, almost six years ago uh, to be a part of the ministry that's going on there and uh, my wife Elisa helps lead worship with me and uh, we have three kids that we um, we homeschool through a, a, an organization called Classical Conversations and because of that we uh, have partnered with SEU and so I've gotten to know um, Dave Pafford, the executive director there, and the team over at SEU. And we're just really excited about what they're doing in the Columbus area and the way that they're equipping uh, worshipers and worship leaders. So uh, it's my privilege to be here this morning with you. And as, um, as a worship leader uh, or a worship team member, you're probably very uh, used to Christmas being a super busy and big time of year for you in terms of planning, right? Yeah, I see a lot of heads, yeah. Um, well, I want to share a little bit of a story. Um, we were getting ready uh, for our, our Christmas concerts uh, that we would have at the beginning of December, and so any of you that have done something like that, you know all the time and energy and rehearsals and all those things that go into that. Um, and does anybody know what this is? Yeah? A hole saw. Yes. And I was using one of those. Um, because it was Christmas, we thought it would be really fun to uh, make some homemade Christmas gifts for all the staff and worship team members and friends and family. So I was out in my garage and had this great idea of how we were going to make these discs out of wood. But I had the brilliant idea that um, if we remove this little drill bit here, it, it won't put a hole in the center of my ornament that I'm making. The problem is, is that that drill bit is there for a reason. And uh, as I was trying to saw holes, it jumped and ran across my hand. And uh, yes, it was very painful. I won't show you the gory details, but that was the result right there. Um, I'm happy to tell you I still have my finger. But my point is, is 
you need to use the right tool for the right job. All right, and the, the, uh, the happy ending to that story is um, all our guitar players were playing other parts, and I was, I'm a guitar player, so I was supposed to play acoustic for that concert, and I was able to find and hire a friend of mine at the last second. So it all ended okay. But right tool for the right job. Um, and you know, one of the best pieces of advice that I heard uh, when attending a conference is you go to these conferences and you hear all these great ideas and you get really excited to take them back to your church. And, and the, the temptation is to try to implement all the ideas you heard at once. And someone once told me, wait three months and whatever you actually remember that really sticks in your mind, do that thing. So if you can't wait three months, if you're just excited to do, just pick one thing. And my hope is maybe something here you can add to your, your toolbox as well. Uh, I want to just start by talking about um, some planning. Um, how many of you are familiar with Planning Center? Or how many of you actually use Planning Center? Okay. How many of you not heard of Planning Center? Okay, a few people. Great. Um, well, those of you that have heard of it or use it, just stick with me here a little bit while we talk about planning. Maybe um, there's something um, that I'll show us that uh, may be a feature you've never used before or that kind of thing. But, um, you know, in planning, it is so important to just schedule our teams. Uh, many of us work with volunteers. Um, uh, maybe some of you are volunteers. And uh, people lead busy lives. They have other responsibilities. And so um, one of the best things I think we can do to help our teams be excellent is to just schedule them out ahead of time. So uh, what we do at our church is we, I've tried different things, um, but we've kind of settled in on sort of a two-month cycle. That seems to sort of be our sweet spot. And so what I'll do is I'll just get everybody scheduled together. And one of the great things about Planning Center, so uh, if you've never heard of it or maybe heard of it but never seen it, um, like I remember the days of asking everybody for their schedules for the next several weeks or months and printing all those out and laying them on my desk and saying, oh, this person can't do this, this person can't. And, and I would put that all together and then I would email that out. And as soon as I emailed it out, someone would turn around and email me back and be like, oh, I'm sorry, my plan's changed. I can't do And so I was back to the drawing board. I see some of you shaking your head, right? Well, Planning Center allows you to take all of that that I spread out on my desk and put it into an, uh, an online program. So your volunteers can fill out their own schedules hey, I'm going to be out of town, or I'm serving in another ministry this week, or whatever. Um, they can also put preferences down, like, um, hey, I, I only want to serve twice a month. Or, um, hey, I like to, I, I've got a father and son team, like, you know, uh, one, one plays bass, one plays electric, and they're like, uh, like, we like to serve together. So they can say, hey, when, when you schedule this guy, schedule me, kind of thing. Well, Planning Center takes all of that into consideration. And when you use a thing called the matrix, anybody ever heard of the matrix in Planning Center or use that? Yeah, it looks kind of like this. And I apologize that the screen's not any brighter. But if you can see this, um, you've got the, the date here. So 
So this is April 5th, 12th, 19th, and 26th, all right? And then what I've done is just expanded my band and my worship team, and those are all the blanks. So I'm looking at like a month at a time. And then you can use a feature called auto schedule, which when people actually fill out their availability, I don't have to worry about that anymore. And I thought I would try um, to give us a, a little demo here. When you click on auto schedule, hopefully it's still online. And it's not. Well, when you click on auto schedule, what happens is it populates this with everybody's schedule. And I, I was actually kind of surprised when I did this because this is next month. And nobody had any like blockout. Well, no, they did have blockout dates. So you can see I've got a guitar player here named Paul, a guitar player here named Nathan. Um, and it just switched them around. Nathan's on twice here because Paul must be busy. All right. I did that in like 30 seconds rather than an hour of looking through everybody's calendar, right? And then I did the same thing with my vocal team, um, my worship leader. And the next thing you do is you just hit email. And then there's some pre-made emails in there. You can actually also create templates. And so I try to use this as an opportunity to just encourage my team, um, show appreciation for them. So if you just click send, it says, hey, you've been scheduled. Thanks for serving. But you can customize that. So I may say something like, um, hey, here's uh, you know, April and May schedule. Um, really appreciate serving with you guys. Thank you for all the time and dedication. And then I'll pick maybe like a devotional thought or a Bible verse or something like that to kind of put in there um, a thought for the, you know, just to encourage them. And then send that out. And I'm done. And um, now... If you use Planning Center, you know you get an email or a message that says accept or decline. And then they can just say, ah, oh, man, my, my plans changed, decline. Sorry, I have to work that day or, you know, whatever. And, um, and then it pops up and sends me the next person on the team who plays that instrument or sings that part um, who's available. So it's not a perfect system, but it saves tons and tons of time and frees, uh, frees us up from having to administrate and actually work with people and lead worship. So um, the other thing about this uh, uh, program is, does anybody use reports? Has anyone ever used reports? Okay, a few of you. What do you use reports for? Okay, just to kind of keep tabs on your team, keep them from burning out. Right. Yeah, that's a really great that's a really great way to use it. That you're not 
you know, burning people out or giving people opportunities to play. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's a great point. Um, one of the things we, uh, it's a great problem to have in terms of people that are willing to serve. It's such a blessing. Um, but I, I try to keep an eye on that too. And actually, um, even when my team members are available, I want them to rotate out. Um, and, and I encourage them to, uh, to sit out in the congregation and participate and be refreshed in that way. So um, that's a great way to use that, that tool. Um, another reporting tool is uh, songs. So one of the things you can do is, um, is go in and run a report with like two clicks where uh, on, your, um, on your, like your home page, there's like a little reports uh, drop down menu in the right side. And when you click that, it tells you people, uh, songs, um, some other things like that. And what I like to do is I click songs and then it gives you a parameter. Songs you've done in the last three months. Songs you've done in the last six months. That kind of thing. And so I know this is kind of hard to see. So the dates are here of the services. The songs are listed over here. The frequency with which you've done them. And you can click on these and change them. Oh, we, we introduced a new song. And then you can see when you did it, how often you did it. Um, for me, that kind of just helps me keep an eye on, am I just like doing the same songs that I've been doing? Or when I've introduced a song, like am I keeping it before the people? Or did we play it once and then forget about it? You know, that kind of thing. Um, so that just kind of, there's also, so that I, I like to arrange it so that the lower you go, the less frequent songs are at the bottom. And I'll scroll to the bottom and say, oh, man. That's a great song. We haven't done that in a while. We need to, we need to, to, to bring that back. Um, yes. It is. And, um, you know, I came in here uh, early to get my hotspot set up so that I could actually show you this. And I have this as a backup because I, I wanted to show you guys how easy it is. Um, okay, it's going to let me jump on my phone. I'm going to see if I can't. show you how to do that. So I'm going to leave the matrix. So when you are in your, um, your main page here, if you, got, if you go over to the, the right, can you guys see that? It's so tiny and blurry. But So like right over here, and you just click reports. And then, like, I go to songs, and then, say, last six months, and it, there it is. So it's that, it's that easy. And then I want to know from most frequent to least frequent. And you just click it, and it's right there. Yeah. So good question. Um, you know, working, working ahead is, seems like one of those things that, oh yeah, that makes sense. It's so simple. Um, Travis, I heard Travis say in the session, you know, talking about grace, right? To not let it grow old. 
Um, and, and then he made a comment. He said, it seems so simple, right? Um, but living it out is, a, is another thing, you know? Uh, being healthy, eating right. Well, the concept is simple, but to actually do it is a little bit harder, right? So we all know that we should work ahead, but the more that we can do that, the more it frees us up to be creative, um, to um, help our team you know, come in prepared. So w one of the things that I like to do is, um, is use the Matrix version to kind of plan when I'm going to introduce a new song. So um, a month or so ago, we decided we were going to do Waymaker. And we, we kind of like to do the song two weeks in a row, take a week off, and bring it back. So I can, this is from February 2nd. I just typed it in. Does anybody use the songs over here on the side to just do your planning? You, your whole song library is right here, and I typed in Waymaker, it popped up, and then I just drug it into the worship set. And then I said, okay, I'm going to bring it over here for the next week, and then I'm going to take a week off, and then I'm going to drag it. And every time you drag it, it just repopulates. So super, super simple. But when I do that, I send an email out to my band, hey guys, heads up, like new song, spend some time working on it, it's planned out for the next few weeks so that my teams can spend some time practicing it on their own before they come in to rehearsal on Wednesday night. Um, another thing, and I know that not everybody um, may have this kind of situation, uh, but I wanted to talk a little bit about working with a preaching team or at the very least meeting with your lead pastor. Uh, and the reason is, is um, if you don't have a preaching team, maybe just ask for a meeting with your lead pastor. Um, offer to buy him a cup of coffee if it's not kind of your regular thing to meet. Just, just set aside some time and say, hey, is there anything in your preaching schedule that you could share with me, like some themes or some scripture that you've been meditating on? Or, you know, is there a series that you're planning? I don't know how everyone's, um, you know, preaching schedule functions, but just asking for ideas. Um, because our, jo our job is to, um, you know, help facilitate um, the vision for that, that service. And so, you know, it's not like every song that we ever plan is going to go perfectly with the sermon, but at least we can have an idea. I mean, there's some weeks I'm like, yeah, I don't know, I'm just going to pick three or four really great songs, and that's what we're going to do. Um, but every once in a while, you might, at least for me and my planning, I'm able to feel a little more creative when I know the direction that my lead pastor is going. We actually um, have a, a preaching team, so we, we rotate some of the other pastors through, and so we have a weekly meeting. Um, and if you don't do that, maybe that's, maybe that's something that um, you can talk to your uh, pastoral team about. What we do in that meeting is once a week we do a thing called review preview. We review Sunday's service, what went great, what needs improvement. We preview what's coming up the next week and then any big stuff like you know when Easter's coming, um, obviously Christmas, um, 
we do something special at Mother's Day, so we may look out ahead and just, you know, kind of just big picture stuff. Um, talk about anything that needs to be coordinated or fixed in the flow of our service. And then um, our, our senior pastor will, um, he's got like 18 months of planning on like a Word doc on Dropbox that we just bring up and we keep looking out. Hey, what's coming? Hey, what's coming? Hey, what's coming? So anything that, that can help generate ideas, the further out allows us to be more creative and, and prepare our teams. Um, the last thing I just want to talk about in terms of planning is um, that we take people on a journey uh, as a worship team. That we're not just getting up there and playing our songs that we've planned for the week. But think about where are people mentally and spiritually when they walk into that room. You know, we're at a great advantage if we've had a rehearsal ahead of time or a sound check that morning. We've probably played the songs like 15 times by the time we get there, right? And most people are just walking into this space. If they're a young family, they, they just got their kids checked in to, to the kids' ministry and they're rushing to grab their cup of coffee or whatever or find a parking space and get in the building. What is it that we can do that's going to help facilitate them engaging with us and where do we want to where do we want to go um, so uh, how are we going to start you know is it going to be some countdown video and only king forever when everyone comes in which is awesome that's probably 90 percent of the way we start at our church uh, or is there a, an intentional time where we're going to lay down a pad and maybe just invite people to just take a deep breath contemplate something, lead us in a prayer as we start. Um, what is our welcome going to be? Are there videos we're going to show? Um, what prayers? Where are we going to uh, sense a moment of prayer? How are we going to transition song to song? Um, I thought the band today did a great job just uh, moving us from one song to the next today. Like, are we going to have, like, a band's going to stop and nobody knows what happens next? Or are we going to have some kind of transition that gets us there? Um, because our job as worship leaders is to help lead people into worship, right? It's in the very name of what we do. And so just because we play the song like the album doesn't mean we've actually worshipped. Um, This is, uh, this is planning and preparing and leading. So in terms of preparing, I thought it would be good to just kind of share with you what a rehearsal looks like for us. Um, and this could be if you have a midweek rehearsal or um, maybe you're in a church plant and there isn't a place for you to do a midweek rehearsal. Maybe you're going to rehearse that morning after you set up. Um, I've been in both circumstances. It's just important that you kind of have a plan for that um, to help prepare. So how to lead a rehearsal. For, for us, as the, as the leader, there are things we do before the rehearsal. Um, get the set out to the band ahead of time. Right? If they can practice ahead of time, practice is 
for them, rehearsals for us, right? Everybody practices on their own, but we rehearse together. So when we show up to play, that's not our time to, to figure out the, the part. Um, communicate parts to be played. In other words, um, if there's something in the song that I think is really important, like this lead line for the electric or this lick for the piano or something like that, I may just give my, my guitar player a heads up, you know, send them a, an email through Planning Center or just a text and say, hey man, uh, listen to this part right here. I need you to become, I need you to come ready, ready to play it. Um, I didn't do that this week, and so here's what happened. I usually do that, and um, one of my guys is like, man, if I tell him what to play, like, he comes and nails it. Um, but there were, there were two tracks that, two guitar tracks that were, were bounced together this week. He's like, he starts playing rhythm, and I'm playing rhythm, and I'm like, man, where's that lead line? He's like, well, I could hear them both. I wasn't sure which one to do. Well, if I just would have taken, like, 30 seconds to send him a note and say, hey man, I need you to play that lead line you hear on the, on the bridge. Um, then, cause, because as soon as I did it, we ended up practicing in rehearsal. You know, I got that part, I played it for him, I'm like, here's the part. He's like, all right man, play it one more time. You know, and fortunately that's all it took. But if I just would have given it to a, given him a heads up ahead of time, that would have saved us, you know, we just would have played the song. As you're preparing for rehearsal, anticipate trouble spots. Um, where you think the band might struggle, a transition. Um, something that you just know, man, we just, we always seem to just have a difficult time. Well, anticipate that, plan for that, and what are you going to do to help your band uh, get through that? If it's a new song, I, uh, like I said, send that out to your band as far ahead as you can, right? Sometimes I know we have creative moments and we're like, oh, I just heard this song, we really gotta do this song, right? We've probably all done that like the last minute. But on, as a rule, try to avoid that, get that out to your team. Um, I have just a, like a Spotify playlist that I'm like, I'm, all, I'm always listening to like worship albums and I, I hear a song and I think, oh man, that'd be great, just throw that in the playlist. And I'm always just trying to think, all right, maybe it's time to pull this song into the, into the set, and we'll send it out a few weeks in advance. Uh, know the song yourself. Um, don't get to the rehearsal and be like, oh yeah, how'd that go? Um, I know the song's been out there for a couple years, but we just started doing Build My Life. And um, I was like, oh, I know how that goes. You know, and I played it a couple times, and I got to rehearsal, and I was like, I was like, wow, I wasn't quite sure how that vocal line went. It's a little different than I thought it was. All right, just be familiar because the more familiar you can be with it, the more relaxed and the more aware you're going to be of what's going on with your team. Um, decide the order that you're going to rehearse the songs in. Um, it might not be the set order. So for, for, for me, what I like to do is... Um, pick a song that's um, more familiar to our band. Like something, this doesn't happen every week, but something I'm just like, man, we could play that in our sleep. Or we're just, we're really, we really sound good at this song, so everyone's very comfortable with it. 
I usually do something that's a little bit slower tempo, maybe something that allows the band to build, like, hey, it only starts with the keys, or um, the guitar starts this one off, and then something else happens here, and bass doesn't come in until the chorus. Something that gives my sound man some time to make some adjustments, just kind of uh, here. And then, um, hey, we really need to hit this transition. Uh, we really need to practice getting from here to here, or the, the song before the sermon is new, and I want to make sure we have enough time in rehearsal to hit that. So just kind of think through what your order of rehearsal may be different than your order of worship. And then when it comes to the rehearsal, start on time. That's probably the best advice I could give you. Start on time. If you wait, if you're late, shame on you. <laughs> if you wait for people to show up before you start, they will always show up. Wait until, you know, you'll, they'll always be late. And so honor the people that are there who have put the time in and then end on time. Um, line and level checks. If you have a digital board, this isn't as important, um, but we had a large format analog board for a long time. And um, so we would often get line and level checks. Like, it's terrible to go through a song and be like, I couldn't hear the bass. And he's like, oh, yeah, I had him routed wrong. He wasn't even in the mix. You're like, what? You know, so just take care of those things on the front end. Do a quick line check. And then, um, like I said, with that first song, be strategic with it. Um, give your like your front of house engineer, give him the song to get the mix in before you start asking for stuff. Just play it, right? That's the other reason why to do a song that's really familiar, because you're just, you're just playing. If you have some adjustments that need to be made, you're not worried about it at that point. Um, and, uh, and go from there. Rehearse your transitions. Um, you know, if you, if you want your keyboard player to lay down a pad after the song and you want to pray, just say, hey, that's, that's what I'm going to do. Or if your band's just kind of used to that and there's a different kind of transition that you need to practice, whatever that is, um, do that. And then sing and play like it's Sunday. You know, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna play like we rehearsed. So if we're just kind of like, you know, all right, um, help your team be engaged. Uh, your sound man will appreciate that too because how many times you come in and you played it at one level on Wednesday and then like you're just like, oh, that's so loud in my ear. You know, well, you guys weren't playing that loud on Wednesday. <laughs> um, and most importantly, worship. Use your rehearsal as a worship time, really. Um, that's a sacrifice to the Lord. Help your people see that. Um, don't just get through the songs. Uh, pray together. And you don't have to do it the same place every time. Sometimes we pray before. Uh, sometimes I like to pray after the first song because I just like to get people going. And then I just want us to just kind of settle in to the, to the evening. You could do it at the end. Um, there are times when um, we do it during the rehearsal. We just vamp. Um, like our band, our strength probably isn't vamping. So... So if there are moments where I can just give us some experience doing that, um, 
we'll just start playing, we'll start singing a line from the chorus over and over, whatever that looks like. And then we'll just spend time in prayer doing that. One of the sweetest times that we had is we bring in our worship choir once a month. And um, we were doing, we were introducing the song, Yes, I Will. You guys know that song, right? I'll choose to worship even in the valley. And um, one of the guys, his wife is in stage four cancer right now, and they're just going through a really hard time. And we were introducing this song about, I'm going to worship even in the tough times. And like it just broke out into a, a worship service. We didn't even finish rehearsal that night. And, and sometimes that's okay. Like that needs to happen. Um, and we just gathered around and prayed with them and sang and played. And um, it, it was one of my favorite rehearsals and it was really meaningful to him and his wife. Um, or sometimes I just like to, I even like to gather the tech guys from the booth, bring them up on the platform, everybody kind of stands around and we pray for each other there. But that's an important part of our rehearsals. Um, boy, this time goes so fast. Um, I wanted to show some, some resources, all right? So some resources and some actual tools, and maybe you can add a tool to your tool belt or your, your toolbox. But um, Loop Community, does anybody use Loop Community? A few of you do? Okay, great. Um, so Loop Community is just tracks for worship. All right, so if you, um, if you don't use a click track, I would really encourage you just to start with that, just a, a, a metronome for your band. We used to really struggle with tempo and it became distracting and hard to lead in that. And my band hated me when I introduced the, the click track. Um, now they laugh about it, like, we used to hate you, now I don't know what we'd do without it, you know? Um, but just start there, just a simple click track. And actually, uh, Loop Community makes a free app that you can download on your iPad or your uh, Mac, laptop, or, yeah, laptop. Um, and all, it'll, it'll just be a click track. Like, just start there. Um, just get your band playing together, all right? And once, once you do that, then you can also buy tracks, and they just download through your account right into the free app. And so um, I think they've updated some things. There's like a cloud service now. But before that, like, I gave my whole team my login info. <laughs> And I'm just like, go in and solo your part. Like, just, just listen to your part. Well, another, um, another tool is uh, multitracks.com is essentially the same thing. Um, and they have their own app. And I just started using Loop Community, so that was the one I was more familiar with. But in terms of planning center and ease and integration, if you pay for their rehearsal mix, so you can go to multitracks.com they've got all kinds of different services that you can purchase. And one of them is called Rehearsal Mix. And the reason that I like that is if you use Planning Center, you can link the two accounts. And then when, you, like, when your guitar player is scheduled and logs in, he sees electric guitar parts automatically. When your keyboard player is scheduled and logs in, he or she sees keyboard parts, all right? And so what that looks like is um, 
you can, I just took a screenshot, and I, we have so many, since I'm the administrator, I can see everybody's parts. So there's this long drop down. But these are just MP3s that play, and you can't really see this, but it says keys one, and it's highlighted, which means it's playing in Planning Center, the part just by itself. Now what I like to do, and I think I can show you guys this, um, if you click the little, um, little icon here that takes you to the Multitracks website, then you can see the song, ah, you can see the song, and you can see the part and the wave file all by itself. So in other words, here's my electric guitar part. Well, that's electric guitar four. Electric guitar one, down here. One, two. He's like, man, I don't even play. Like, I don't even play that whole way, so. So he just sits there and listens. Okay, that's what I'm supposed to do there. And then the other thing that's really cool is there's this little up mix and minus mix. So once your once your instrumentalist has heard that, or even they have vocal parts on here too, which is awesome. Because um, how many of you have spent time in a rehearsal going, no, that's not how it goes. Sing it like this. Well, that's not what's written on the, I know, but that's what's on the recording. So here's what's on the recording. <laughs> right? Um, they can hit uh, minus mix, and it'll still keep the rest of the band and the click in there, but then they can practice their part with it, um, which is awesome. Great resource. Yes? So that's what's so great. Yeah, that eliminates. Yes, so you can tell in Planning Center, you can tell at which version you want. So like Leland's version of Waymaker is the version we do. And I chose that. And then it already had the information there that when I linked it with Multitracks, it took them to Leland instead of Michael W. Smith's or the new Passion version that's out or, you know, whatever. So yeah, that it, I think Planning Center, one of the best things it did was eliminate confusion too. Wait, which version are we doing? <laughs> you know? Uh, this is called Rehearsal Mix by Multitracks.com. Yeah. So you you have to start in plan. You can either log into Multitracks all by itself, but if you're trying to equip your team, you've got to start in Planning Center. Yep. Yeah. That's great. So that may be another option. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you can link YouTube videos, Spotify. Um, you can upload your own MP3s. Um, Worship Initiative is a thing by um, Shane and Shane, if any of you are familiar with them. 
I, I actually haven't used that, but we do a lot of their songs, and I've, I've been tempted to kind of check that out because they not only have stuff like this, how-to videos, um, but they have a ton of devotional resources. So in terms of like um, pastoring your teams, um, there's all kinds of resources there that you can use either for, your own, for yourself or just sending to your team. Um, so, yeah, with Luke, so this is Luke Community, and that's exactly what it is, tracks, tracks for Worship Made Easy. And one of the things that I, one of the reasons I liked that so much was, um, like, I'd heard of Ableton, and I really wanted to use it, and I just didn't have the time to invest in it. I mean, once you get used to it, it goes pretty quickly. But I started calling this, I started calling Luke Community like Ableton for Dummies. And I use it all the time because it saves me so much time. Now, if you know Ableton or if you've got a music director that runs Ableton for you, that's awesome. You can actually download the WAV files from Luke Community right into Ableton. But in terms of what, what, how I function, I want to um, maximize my time as much as I can. And so I even use it like if I'm going to plan my transition. Um, so what you can do is um, you can, so you can just, um, you can look for a track. Here's all the versions they have and the kind of recording that it is. Like, is it a master track? Did somebody make it? That's the other cool thing about this. Like, if, if you're into making loops, um, you can upload your own loops to this. Um, and once you purchase it, then it automatically downloads uh, into your song list. And then you just, you just search it and put it in your set that fast. And um, as fast as your internet connection is, is as fast as the track will download. Then you've got your, um, your WAV file up here and your song sections, you can loop, delete, add, you can change the roadmaps of the songs in here. So um, very easily, you say, oh, I don't want that chorus there. I want it here, or whatever, you know. Um, but then, when I talked about like, like transitions, so with a click of a button over here, you can end this song Maybe. Why can't we hear it? Well, shoot. You spend all this time making sure everything works. And uh, I'm just going to tell you how it's. Well, anyway, um, I was going to share some of the transitions because what's really great is um, you don't have to like queue up the next thing if you don't have like a music director. You can even lead by yourself. You could create transitions that when one song ends, it just starts up the next song. And you can either crossfade it if they're in the same key. You can just fade right over top of it. Um, you can set a pad to go. So if you want to pray, there's like 10 minute pads and um, you just want to do some spontaneous worship or something like that and then click the next button and then launch into your next song. It makes transitions really 
seamless. And I'll even use this to prepare myself. Like I'm like, ooh, I think it would be good if we did this kind of transition. And so I'll click all the tracks on and just listen to how that sounds. And I'm like, no, that, that, I don't like that. <laughs> I'll just try something else. But um, what I'll do is, like, this is, um, well, so death was arrested. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn off the drums, because I've got a drummer. I'm going to turn off the bass. Uh, I've got an acoustic, um, electric. There's like five electrics on here. But there's an electric part that my other guy's not playing that I want to keep in there, so maybe I'll keep that in there. Um, I, my only word of caution with this is less is more. Like, don't fill up the sonic space with, like, a bunch of stuff. Um, let it just enhance what you do. Um, and it, it cues you. So, so when you get to the verse, it'll say, verse, two, three, four. Um, we've affectionately named our guy Dave because he sounds like one of the guys named Dave on our worship team. So um, we have a music director in a box, basically. So very, very inexpensive, very, very easy to use. You could, you could use it today um, without a lot of uh, prep time. Yeah. So they just changed to a monthly subscription um, in the sense that if, if you run out of cloud storage space, you have to pay for more. Um, and it's like, it used to be if you just you either purchase credits or you purchase a track individually. Um, but they're trying to probably do things like partner with Planning Center and make things available in the cloud. And so you can have different subscription levels with it. Yeah. You can. Yeah, I wanted, I wanted to have it play through my speaker here so you guys could hear it, but you can change the keys, you can change the tempo, um, you can do fade outs. Um, foot pedal, so good, so good question. I was going to show you guys some of the tools. So that's the other thing. Um, you can trigger them just by touching them or using your mouse. Um, but they make this pedal. Now, this pedal's a few hundred bucks. Um, but what I like about Loop Community is they really have done everything they can to make it as easy for you as possible. So their stuff is like plug and play. It's MIDI, so it'll work with any, like it'll work with Ableton. But, but if you get their app and you buy their product, then You've got six buttons right here. That's six, that could be six songs. I mean, you can set it up however you want. But um, and you, just, you just plug it right in to your laptop or your iPad. They make a mini version that's cheaper that has just three buttons that you can assign. And then they make this really cool thing called Track Rig. Um, so you can run it with like an eighth-inch mini to stereo, and you can send your click and cues down one channel to your ears, and you can send the tracks to the house. But what this does, uh, it's, it's a rack mount unit, 
it gives you eight channels. And so, like the way we use it, it's plug and play. Um, we've got a snake that has eight XLRs that go to our board, and then we run um, queues down, uh, clicking queues down a channel, and then we have maybe it's click and queues, and then six open channels. So, like we group all our vocals together. Um, We'll group all our drums and percussion together. We'll group all our guitars together. Um, synth, like anything that's like arpeggiated or synthy or has a lot of motion in it or keys we'll put together and then all our pads we'll put together. And so what that does is it lets my front of house engineer um, always have the same channels that he's mixing and then, well, we're only doing pads and percussion with this one. So he's, he's got two channels. He can separate those out, gives us more space in our ears, it gives him more to work with in the room, and it automatically sees Loop Community's Prime app. It's called Prime. Loop Community Prime is the free app, okay? Um, so, you know, when you go to um, get to your Sunday run-through, um, start that on time. Uh, start your service on time. Even if you got people coming in, you know, start on time. Um, use a countdown clock or a video. And as you saw with, with my technology here, um, if it can go wrong, it will, right? Um, and you better bet, if you use this stuff, you're going to have some potential for some times to go wrong. But my encouragement is, one, just go with it. Most people don't even realize it. We've played a song when the click didn't queue up, and we played it without the click, and we were just fine. Um, but a couple months ago, I, I stepped on the pedal. It didn't queue up. The lights came up on the platform, and we were all just kind of standing there. And I was like trying to hit it again. And, and it was obviously like this awkward pause. And I just called it what it was. You know, I made some comment like, well, that was awkward. And the congregation just laughed, and because everybody knew, right? Like they knew that, yeah. And and it's just a good time to be human. Like we don't we don't have it all together, um, because what we're striving for is excellence, not perfection. We're trying to do our best um, with the tools that we have. And at the end of the day, we're trying to eliminate distractions, not cause them. And anything that you and I can do to point people to Jesus then we've done our job. And so I just want to leave us with this. John the Baptist in John 3.30 says, Jesus, he must increase, and I must decrease. And hopefully these tools help you to do that.